Flogcast, episode 87, The Deception Conundrum. You are about to enter another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but also of mind. A journey into a wondrous land of imagination. Next stop, The Twilight Zone. Flawedcast. Flawedcast. Get in the arena. Sound effects courtesy of Johnson and Johnson. Anyway, uh, want to welcome everyone to another fun-filled, triggering episode of Flawedcast. As always, I am accompanied by my cohort. Where's Jason? Will, 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 will. That's my best Jason for you. There will, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. So Jason will not be joining us, but we also got word that Norm was, if I were in Norm's position, I'd say much to my chagrin, but I believe it's much to his delight. Yes, it seems very pleasurable unto him. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. we got an SOS from him from the mothership and he, he's. It felt more like gloating. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah. like, but you know. Good thing that... I don't got a latex allergy. Anyway, so uh, we are back, like you said, with another fun filled triggering episode of Flawedcast, and we have a special That's guest right. in the uh, Flawedcast headquarters. Uh, we got Matt. Matt. Good morning. Hey. Matt's a friend, a newer friend to me, but he's a longtime listener, and we connected a couple weeks ago at a little get-together, a little soiree that Jason had, and... Uh, Conveniently, Norm and John weren't invited to, but... Uh, you know... <laughs> I thought it was the upper echelon of people, but I'm starting to wonder now. But he came up to me. He's like, hey, you know, I got some stuff I want to talk about. So we had a really great conversation. And so now we are at this point where it just worked out that God aligned everything that he could be here. We're going to talk about some really heavy things that we've not had an opportunity to discuss. And I think this is going to be a good thing because I've been trying to move not to avoid political topics, but to focus on more, like I said, things that are eternal, things that are more moving away from that temporal thing. So, Matt, thank you for being here. We're excited to, to get in this conversation with you. I also like to mention, Matt, first, correct me if I'm wrong, this is your first time. This is your, your virgin soul. run we're on podcast. Def- yeah, and too bad Norm's not here to flower. He's got notes. He did, like, all this extensive research. He's like, guys, listen, this is what's going on. This is what we're going to talk about. He, he spelled everything out. We were yeah. in our pregame. So, he's first episode. He's batting a thousand. First already. episode, he's already grabbing the bull by the horn. Anyway, to Matt, thank you very much. Yes. Outlets yes. my mania. <laughs> yes. Well, that's okay. We all have one, brother. But uh, we want to just let everybody know you can listen anywhere Flawcast are, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Doing really, really well in Rumble, Flawding. Uh, actually, we are now at the point in Rumble where we are surpassing YouTube. And I believe that's just basically because YouTube is a silencer of truth and a legitimate enemy of the people and loathing of Veritas. Exactly. So, website's flawedinc.com. Please get my book, Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual. It's doing... It's doing. And I just had an opportunity to sign a couple this week again, which I love doing. So, uh, if you want a copy, please let me know. I'd be more than happy to get you one and sign one. And We have an announcement, folks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. According to records... This is information this is, I knew not of. Billionaire... Billions... Newest data drop on his selling of the books. I had a data drop this morning before you got here. Yeah. but <laughs> Literally. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, so now, according to our recent data records, this book is now the highest grossing and selling book, not only in Lake County, Ohio, but in, in the Geauga and Cuyahoga County areas as well, by a blind man who has a dog named Shandy, whose best friend was just abducted and kind of liked it. So, 
it with the kidney transplant. With, with the kidney transplant. Yeah. I, I love that. So, out, so, so what you're saying, my book is the avatar. Of, there will be movies written about your book. A, a, books, a book's written by a legally blind guy with a kidney transplant, a dog named Shandy, Shandy and yeah. a friend who enjoys alien yeah. anal probes. A- alien anal probes. That's <laughs> say, important. Say that three times. Remember, fast. because that's going to be in the description <laughs> of the movie. So, Well, uh, not my movie. Maybe Norm's. Anal dwelling um, butt monkeys, I'm pretty sure, was the... Just come out your crack, man. Anyway, so as our custom, since Jason is not here, we are going to try to fill his very formidable shoes with the Pledge of Allegiance. Ladies and gentlemen, if you will, take your right hand, put it over your heart, and say with me. I I pledge allegiance allegiance to the flag flag of the United United States States of America America and and to the republic for which which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. For God. A man and a woman. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's been a little while since we've had a guest. So, Matt, the floor is yours, my friend. All right. So this goes back to kind of a lifelong obsession with UFOs, UAPs in modern day. Wait, wait, what's a UAP for those? Unidentified aerial phenomena. Apparently, unidentified flying object was two non-PCs. Probably racist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's racist. (laughs) Xenophobic. Too xenophobic. Yeah. Are UFOs a a racist? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we specialize in dwell in that area, so Matt's going to fit in perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we have to look at the data on that one and circle back to it. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Um, I often note I'm going to circle back. I hate to disappoint conservative Twitter, but I am going to circle back on a number of things, as we often do directly. I'll circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you. Circle back, circle back. That's an excellent question. Circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you, but we will venture to circle back. This is such a good question. I have not had the opportunity to dig into that. I'll circle back. It was a massive dump to this day. Everyone's trying to figure out where did it come from. I'm not aware of anything, but uh, we'll circle back. As a mom myself, I want to know all the details. I have to circle back. Come on, man. You know what I mean? I will venture to get you an answer on that, and maybe we can talk about it, and he'll circle back. I will have to circle back on that one. Circle back, go back. But uh, we'll, we'll circle back. Circle back, go back. But I will have to circle back with you. Circle back. Let me give you a very specific example. Yeah. You, how can you trust a woman whose name after liquor? Gin Saki? Suck it to me, baby. Anyway, go ahead. Aliens is something that has always resonated with me, you know, since I was a kid. I was captivated by it, and it became a lifelong kind of search for the truth. Are they real? Are they not? And uh, more recently, has morphed into what are they really? So Mm. this goes back to the early 80s, let's say around 1984, 1985. Five, when I heard a story as a child from my mother who worked at a nuclear power plant as an office assistant and another office assistant, you know, worked together, I think it was five or 10 years. And one day the office assistant weaved a tale for my mother. And my mother always said, you know, it was not someone that talked, you know, about anything personal. It was a very serious lady. You know, they went to church, kids married, all that kind of thing. And she said they were driving home one night, on a country road, two lanes, and they saw an object in the sky that was lit up and they were watching it. And everyone in the car became captivated. So they pulled off the side of the road and they watched it and it got closer and it descended down and they were able to see through a portal window in this round classic flying saucer shaped object what appeared to be something with a narrow chin, triangular shaped face, bulbous head, and as she said, like a crushed in face. 
And then so I, I remember that story as a child. And then it was a few weeks after that that we were at the mall on a Friday evening and we walked into a Walden bookstore and then fresh copies of the then horror writer extraordinaire Whitley Strieber's Communion was visible and it had the face of the classic gray alien that has haunted me since my childhood. So to recap, your mom worked in a professional environment. She had a colleague who was, for all intents and purposes, normal, productive member of society and tells your mother this extraordinary account of a almost inexplicable event other than what you described. That leads to an event shortly thereafter where you come in contact with this book, which I had actually not even heard about this book until we were just mentioning it in our pregame. So the seeds have been planted, if you will, in regards to this, which my mom understands this life on quest to discover the existence of extraterrestrial beings. More or less, yes. Okay, truth. You want the truth. Yeah, I want the well, truth. The truth is out there. That's what Mulder <clears throat> and Scully say anyway. And then it has morphed into understanding. Once, once realizing that the phenomenon is there is understanding what that phenomenon actually is is. Okay. Is it extraterrestrial or is it something that perhaps we've been deceived about? Mm, okay. Which is going to be the crux of this episode. Yes. Okay. Let's get into it because so this is actually something that we've never had an opportunity to discuss and I actually do have a sort of my own take as I, I'm sure Johnson does too but go ahead and start to unpack this because I'm actually uh, this is a really good topic. Well, we're going to follow you down the rabbit hole. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to take the, the, the blue pill, pill. The red pill. Red we'll pill. we'll let I you be Morpheus and we'll be like a joint at the hip Neo. Neo, yes. All right. All right. <laughs> the look he just gave us is like, oh God, where the hell did I just get myself into? <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyone that has, that's attempted to, to study or get into the UFO phenomenon, extraterrestrials, I mean, it, it's like walking through a minefield and open pits. So many rabbit holes to go down. So much misinformation, disinformation. And, and, so it's like watching your average day of CNN. Right. Pretty and, much. Yeah. And maybe we should preface at least the intent I get from you is not to defame or to speak ill of anyone. To not to say that anyone's beliefs per se in this regard or, you know, whatever, but just to simply have a discussion about this. Absolutely. And anytime you're discussing this topic, you got to put everything on the table, give it consideration, and then the parts of it that don't stick, you know, eventually they just fall off the table. So to kind of start to unpack this, you look at that book Communion by Whitley Strieber. You know, at the time, he was a struggling horror writer. That was the profession that he had chosen to pursue as a writer. And that was kind of his big break. That put him on the scene. That brought the UFOs and abduction phenomena more into mainstream stream America at that time where it was still kind of a fringe topic and you know since the 80s up until now fringe topics have become underground topics and now they've almost become mainstream you know mm. ancient aliens on the mm. history channel mm. but I think it all really goes back to him bringing that you know into pop culture and then and the cover of that book your classic type one gray alien that right. most people are familiar with. Huge eyes and the narrow slit for a mouth. So, and then you have Whitley Strieber, that book, those haunting images. And then the next thing that, that comes, that has brought and, and haunted me equally with this topic is a certain year in American history. And that year is the year 1947. Ah, uh, Roswell. Mm. And that was an interesting year, obviously. It's mm -hmm. the Roswell incident, but there were other things that took place that year, and I, not too many people know about. Is uh, You had the Roswell incident on July 7th, 1947, but a couple of weeks before that, you actually had the first kind of public media UFO sighting by somebody that was a professional and not somebody that was, uh, you know, an alcoholic or a drunk with the UFO sighting. It was a professional sighting, somebody highly credible, and that was Kenneth Arnold flying in his airplane outside Mount Rainier in the state of Washington who observed uh, several silvery disks that he, he began to follow. And uh, that sighting was reported. You know, that was followed up again by the Roswell incident a couple of weeks later. 
and then a couple of weeks after the Roswell incident on July 26, 1947, the National Security Act became <laughs> signed law in the United States. Wait, the narrative I'm picking up, you're talking 47, which is right at the beginning of things like the Nuremberg Code, a lot of these post-World yeah. War II, when, and this is just how, this is fresh. How your, is how your brain How works. my brain works, yeah. yeah. Literally fresh off of the justice starting to be served to the SS and yeah. those high-ranking type officials. And now, in a very limited amount of time, we have, for the first time ever in, Mer in recorded American history, spotting or noticing or the adherence to these inexplicable things and in like you said in the uh, the NSA being signed and all that so the the timing of it is impeccable as and you know not one who believes in coincidence as I am I think that's um I don't know there's a lot there's a lot there I there's think a lot to, to unpack on that yeah I think yeah, so absolutely and then so. you know leading into September of that year the National Security Act provisions went into full effect we had the creation of the Central Intelligence Agency the Department of Defense the National Security Council, and the United States Air Force became its own separate branch of the military. And then in October, Chuck Yeager breaks the sound barrier. That's a lot going on in a very short amount of time. Wow, 1947's when Jaeger broke the sound barrier? For some reason, like, my memory doesn't think it's that long ago. All I keep, like, I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, yeah, because after the SS was broken up, America, England, and Russia absorbed some of those assets yeah. where we got some experts in this particular field. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm just thinking, like, this is just fresh thoughts. Yeah. So. Great Scott. Oh, this is heavy. But please continue. This is fascinating. And uh, part of the enigma for me with 1947 and then the players involved, you know, you had the army come out at Roswell and say they captured a flying saucer. You know, that was front page news. And uh, I think it was the, the Roswell Daily Newspaper. And then we all know what happened after that. They changed the story and it was a weather balloon. Yeah. Right. So they began to conceal information at that time. And with the uh, the government conceal right even I would say like you know, Roswell area 51 like the emergence of not the cult status I think it has today but the emergence of that begins the hidden nature of it all yes. exactly so those were two major events that have started piqued my interest and got me to dig into this deeper and then going back to Kenneth Arnold we talk about coincidences he had some ties to some folks named Jack Parsons ah uh, I, I was literally just thinking about Jack Parsons and, and I almost said that as you were uh talking aliester crowley and l ron hubbard yeah we talk about aliester crowley a lot and then morphing that into uh, anton lafay there's a deceptive you know l ron hubbard for those who don't know wrote dianetics which is the veritable bible of the scientology call which i'm sure will be banned for youtube for that um jack parsons was a famous satanist but also one of the pioneers not in an insultive manner, but I would maybe compare him to like a Howard Hughes in regards to aviation. I think Hughes built on a lot of what Parsons did, if my understanding, my memory of history is correct. But obviously, Aleister Crowley was the premier, the godfather of what's now known as the Church of Satan. Uh, so you have some sinister, deceptive forces. They say, you know, Jack Parsons, uh, Jet, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, it's actually Jack Parsons Laboratory. And then I, I know, uh, William, you mentioned, where, where were we at 1947, post-World War II, getting things set up, Nuremberg Code, you know, pre-Korean War. And also as part of that, you had Operation Paperclip, you know, mm -hmm. which brought the Nazi scientists yep. over to America. Yes. And then yes. who do we have connected to that? Jack Parsons. Yeah, working the, with the Joseph Mengele. Right. Yeah, uh -huh. and then uh, you know, as most I think most historians of World War II know that we're we're on the fringe, not so much anymore. Is there's a there's an a, an occult connection 
to the Nazis and their quest for an well, Hitler, empire. yeah, Hitler had this obsession yes. with being able to have free access to the supernatural realm. You know, like, and you can use MacGuffins like the Lost Ark, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. But there is verifiable facts that Hitler spent a lot of time and a lot of resources and a lot of manpower traveling the world, not just for quote unquote Judea Christian spiritual oh, yeah. artifacts, but artifacts from every kind of belief system, every kind of cultist practice, and yeah. So there, there's he, he hungered and thirsted literally for power at all times and whatever would facilitate that. It's interesting not to get off the subject for me, and I've said this before in previous episodes. Like everything that we see happening now in regards to the this Antichrist globalist Luciferian system, to me, it's like a wet dream for a gentleman like Hitler or yeah. Mengele, or even if you want to talk like Dr. Watson, these progenitors of that. And there's this migration to where we're at now. But the germation period of that is exactly what Matt's talking about right now. And I, this is fascinating to me how this is like all cyclical and it all ties together. Right. And then and they even say, you know, most of the Nazi, not most of the Nazi technology, some aspects of where the Nazis got some of their rocket technology from. And, uh, you know, they actually were producing disc aircraft, you know, during World War II. And they had, and I, I may get this society wrong, uh, it's either the, the Thule Society or the Vril Society. And that was sort of like the occult arm of the SS, where they actually had a group of psychics and mediums that made contact with entities. And that's where they received instructions to sure. help develop their technology. I think that's probably where we're going to go and where I believe we're, we're going to start heading towards with this, which is if anyone's listening that, you know, that's very fervent in regards to UFOs and aliens and extraterrestrial beings. I think this is probably where they might get triggered. Uh, but I, you and I are probably going to be in lockstep in regards to that, you know, like poking through that veil, getting into that supernatural realm. And it's funny because you can even study all throughout history, the Babylonians, the Aztecs, the Egyptians, there's a lot of their ancient writings that's been discovered where, and you can read about this even in regards to like Ahab and Jezebel were on Elijah where they would commit human sacrifices in order to appease these quote-unquote gods with a lowercase g, not a capital G. And in that, they received knowledge. And I don't know, I, I sit on the fence with this. I have people that I talk to that really believe this, and I, I just don't know, but they even talk about like the city of Atlantis or even like El Dorado, these mythical things that some people believe like actually were. Uh, and then some people are like, no, that's just faded into myth. That's mythology. That's a make-believe story. I don't know. But the larger point being is that there's always an appeasement to these I call them interdimensional, not extraterrestrial. There's a difference there. I already know. I already know the mail I'm going to get. Interdimensional. There is this, and it goes perfectly with what I'm understanding you're talking about with Hitler and the SS, because I understand because just having studied and read a lot of that. And even as we can see now in modern society with pedophilia just increasing, the molestation of innocence is a Luciferian, a satanic ritual offering to appease these entities. The same thing I, you one could look at like with abortion. It's, you know, where there's no offering of blood, there can be no remission of sin, which we see in regards to the Old Testament. Christ being that sacrificial lamb, shedding his blood offers a remission of sin. However, if you flip that on its head in regards to that evil side, if you will, offering of blood and the molestation of innocence is that mm -hmm. offering to them to gain a lot of this knowledge. Am I kind of in step with you? Yeah, you're in step 
definitely where I wanted to go. And, you know, there's still a lot of things about World War II we don't understand to this day. I mean, it's fought by the greatest generation, as we say, in the United States. Yeah, and but that's but, for sure. And it seems like right around that post-World War II period is when things begin to become hidden. Like all of the things we just mentioned now, if you, mm -hmm. you want information, all of those things are hidden and shrouded in mystery. And because they're hidden and shrouded in mystery, that's when you have deception that is spun around them. Which, yeah. oddly enough, is the actual definition of occultism or just the occult, which is just mystery. That uh, which uh, is hidden. That which is hidden, exactly. So... Johnny, you got this look. No, no, I just, while you guys were doing that, I was digging into the great works of Eric Kurlander's Hitler's Monsters, a supernatural history of the Third Reich. Um, well, being, even the word Reich means realm. No, it, according to this, a lot of Nazi leaders firmly believe that the Aryan race descended from aliens who established Atlantis, that Satan was really a good guy, <laughs> and that werewolves actually protected clean living Teutons against the ravages and sexual depredations of Slavic vampires. Basically, we're just going to throw a bunch of yeah. stuff well, here. Like, and, like Matt said earlier, we're just going to throw it and see yeah. what sticks. Well, and now well, the, as I'm reading this, my mind is like, Well, it even goes back to the idea of Greek, Greek mythology, mythology yeah. Prometheus. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And the modern retelling of that is the actual movie Prometheus, which if you watch the beginning, there is this white yeah. figure who offers himself up to then create whatever. There's, the, there's an movies. allegory. There was, there's another yeah. movie where someone traveled to, I think, Mars, I want to say, and at the end of the game, that was what created the human race, was all from this alien artifact. Was it Arnold? No, what wouldn't. was this quote from Total Recall? Consider that a divorce. Anyway, so these are these weird things like I... It's a very natural, slippery slope for the human brain to go down. Right, and it's all these, to quote one of our favorite albums, hints, allegations, and things, things left unsaid. unsaid. But it's all these things like we were just discussing yesterday. Like, I don't spend a lot of time binge watching TV. What I do is I read and I study a lot of this kind of stuff because it's fascinating to me. But I also believe, and this is why I have such a hard time right now with them trying to, you know, the DNC is now going to control our text in live time. And they're trying to censor things. If you're trying to hide or you're trying to censor things, why? Like the whole idea of hidden knowledge with occultism. Well, why are they hiding this knowledge? Personally, a, a lot of my studying of that is because most people won't even believe it or if they believe it they'll be manipulated but it, you know it's this idea of knowledge it's the application and, of the and, and it's the human intrigue into what they don't know which i think spurned from it's the garden experience it's when satan oh, sure. told adam and eve eating from the knowledge, from of, the knowledge good of good and, and, and evil and, and, yes and, evil. and that's where this all spun at i mean and, and we can probably get into our first scripture verse here at this point in time from hosea 4 and 6 from the amplified version it says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge yeah. of my law where i reveal my will because you the priestly nation have rejected knowledge i will also reject you from being my priest since you have forgotten the law of your god i will also forget your children which is kind of i mean you can see that yes i mean literally it's a warning like if you listen yeah. to our episode that came out yesterday and the one comment i've had is the absolute repulsion of the yeah can the listen tape moment yes yeah go back and listen to that uh, but my people perish for a lack of knowledge has been reverberating in my heart in my spirit for months now and that's why i don't believe anything that we're discussing is like in regards to god is off the table or blasphemous i don't believe that to be the case because i think knowledge is good and god wants us to have knowledge it's the application of what yeah. that knowledge is yeah absolutely and, and and with this subject you know too for me because like i said it's been lifelong that i've researched this trying to find answers 
answers with it. And then, you know, you get to a point where you start to realize, and God has kind of spoke to me that if you're looking for answers, you're looking for answers in deception. The whole Hmm. mystery about that topic is deception. The truth in that topic is God. And when when I'm looking for truth in something that from the beginning it's hidden and it's based on deception, they're not extraterrestrial entities. You know, that's the narrative that's been created around them. You know, there are space brothers, they're extraterrestrials, you know, they're coming here to visit Earth. And then that's sort of the narrative that that's put forward. But really, there's there's more of a sinister agenda, you know, behind that. And I think it's, you know, the father of lies is behind that. You know, he who rules the air is behind that. And that's going to be used. I think it's going to be in our lifetime where, you know, through not to go down another rabbit hole, but you throw out Project Bluebeam is where they're going to use the extraterrestrials to ultimately unite the Earth, bring in that's going to be the icing on the cake for the New World Order when they install the New World Order leader, the Antichrist. They will use this phenomenon. I certainly think that's a possibility. And Johnny, we got some scriptures I want to get into here. You were talking about ruling the air from Ephesians 2 and 2, also from the Amplified Version. says, in which you once walked, you were following the ways of this world, influenced by this present age, in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, which is, as you know, Satan, the spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving, who fight against the purposes of God. In regards to Project Bluebeam, how I would look at it, and this doesn't necessarily align with my eschatological view, but it makes complete sense because now we see that the government is starting to release films of unidentified flying objects or all this stuff that's come out or this Navy ship that had an encounter or whatever. All this stuff is now starting to come out. My thought, I don't believe in a pre-trib rapture. My thought would be on a logical level that if there is a mass vanishing of millions, possibly billions of people, that's how you, that's how you would explain that away. Yeah. So what you are saying, it makes absolute sense. Absolutely. And I think, like you said, why is all this stuff now being brought to public attention, right? It's not coincidental. The thing right? with evil is there's always very devious but clear, uh, not clear, I should say, but it, very subtle intent. I, I don't know. If you're, well, it's clear if, if, you, understand, if you understand right, it. Right, and that's where, like, I don't want to say my specialty, but I just feel like my gifting it's, is to be able to look at this stuff and call shenanigans on it. That's why we preached over and over about developing an ability to... What's the word? Developing your spiritual acuity and sensitivity. Like, that's why we talk about, and we've had conversations, even this morning, we were talking about how people are kind of dumbed down by always staring at their phones all the time, by not being... The dopamine receptors have been lowered. Yeah. That because God created us to be, in a non-weird way, we touch, we feel, we see, we smell, we have all these senses for reasons, and we are all, for the lack of better words, we're just mind-numbed by everything around us. This takes over, even like, as dumb as it may sound, we don't have human interaction now, like, at grocery stores now. Now but, we check out some things by ourselves. Like the, And even the quote-unquote lockdown is does nothing but metastasize that and Correct. and you're 100% right and as much as I say like I really don't like people and I want to Shane and I go live off the grid yeah. and like everyone goes go bugger it off. It sounds great in theory. Yeah, but, right, yeah. yeah I mean but but the reality. Well, to be honest you're not going to build a house in Alaska. I've I, seen you walk into a pole last night. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong but yeah. but th- no I think sorry to interrupt Matt because I want you to continue. No but this is I think this is good because there is a lot of validity to what you're saying and to simply just dismiss this as conspiratorial conspiracy theory which actually is a term that was coined by the CIA. But the idea that this is hogwash, where you're saying is, and this is, I'm paraphrasing, and this has always been my thought, it is the 
interdimensional, the demonic, I would say the spiritual aspect that you can read all throughout, like even Saul, Israel's first king, met with the witch as a medium, as a conduit right. to bring the spirit of Samuel from Abraham's bosom to, 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 right, and he's basically like, dude, you're yeah. literally doing this, you killed yourself. And, and it's always it, about a higher wisdom that has not been revealed yet. A false higher wisdom. False higher, yes, because right. how many times does it say in the book of Proverbs, although it cost all you have, seek knowledge. Yeah. The New Testament equivalent of that is the book of James. It's this idea of gaining wisdom, gaining knowledge, and it's what's the scripture says, any who asks wisdom, ask and God will give, give generously. Just, yeah. You're talking about this hidden, that occultic knowledge that we are literally being led by these people, like sheep led to slaughter, to use another biblical passage, but to me, this is like, I'm like kind of freaking out because this is something I totally glossed over and never even thought about. That, that's part of the deception yeah. is, and I know, Bill, you've talked about this on a previous podcast, is looking to God for you to understand what your spiritual gifts are, and I think one that is, you know, whoever has it now and is strongly needed is is discernment. Discernment. Mm. Yeah, that, that's the word I was looking for about five seconds out of my brain wasn't yeah. conjuring up. Discernment. It's, it is completely underdeveloped. And you know that because people constantly are tossed to and fro with different, what's the latest trend? What's the latest? And people don't understand what discernment is anymore. I'm not saying everybody. I'm not trying. The, the majority. The majority. And even we talk about wisdom and hunger and thirst and after righteousness and wisdom and how that's a good thing. But the first fruits of how it was done wrong was in heaven with Lucifer when he, he didn't ask for God to assist him with wisdom. He esteemed himself higher than God. I will be as I, I will, I will be the as. most high. He, he wanted the easy button to superiority, to wisdom, to everything. Right. And that is the agenda that has been laid down and people just keep falling into it. And every time, every time that happens, pride goeth before a fall. Oh. So ultimately, America now, as much as we don't want to talk about it, is following the same path. What's even interesting now that I think we're coming full circle, and I do want to hear more from Matt, but the inception in regards to American culture and American history is this post-World War II era when you're, the things you are literally talking about, post-World War War to pre-Korean War, that's when all this, you know, you could say to the victors go the spoils, right? In regards to the ascent of American capitalism, there was a greater sense of unity, like we were just on the cusp of fighting and winning the civil rights war, the legitimate civil rights war. Right. But through that, there was also this current of pinko communism with uh, MacArthur and all this stuff. Uh, so the larger point being is that there's this rise of American exceptionalism yeah. and all these gifts, all this advancement technology and wealth and the creation of probably the strongest economy ever, literally probably ever. And now here we are three to four generations maybe out right. that we're talking about this deception in regards to what you're saying. Like the thought that just come to my mind is the serpent approaches Eve and deceives her while she's looking that he has her bewitched and befuddled on this one tree, not realizing there's an entire globe worth of bounty the almighty has provided. And it's this, it's the one you can't touch. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, and there's some who say, you know, the U.S. government got into that relationship and was deceived by these entities and, you know, technology, and we were happy because we got a technology transfer. Right. Yep. You know, and, and one can make an argument, you know, in regards to like the Manhattan Project, things like that. Yeah. Hit, Philadelphia Experiment. The Philadelphia Experiment, yeah. The Nazis were working on that same nuclear power, and it was just, we beat them to the punch. Yeah, that's why I, the common person, will kind of laugh at things like time travel and things like that, but I guarantee you it's on the agenda. It's on the yeah. dossier or the the docket i all this yeah. stuff i get i while we all have our differing opinions on but uh, but just what you said that post-world war ii period in the increase in technology i mean we went from you know what the, was it the p51 mustang propeller 
yeah, all aircraft all in World War II, and now we've got we're breaking the soundbar. We've got jet aircraft in a matter of wait two ish right. years. Yeah. And that stuff had been being worked on, but like I said, the Nazis just sort of got it out of nowhere. And I, and I think you can go down so many rabbit holes on this, but I think as a Christian, if you're you're looking into this phenomena, you're looking at that history. You have to have discernment because yes. you know I, I believe this is a demonic deception, and I think America was tricked. Well, this ties in nicely to another verse from Matthew uh, 24. If you want me to dig into that. Do it. it. says, for false Christs and false prophets will appear, and they will provide great signs and wonders, so as to deceive, if possible, even the mm. elect, God's chosen ones. Which, you know, America served a purpose. You know, we've, we've been Israel's greatest ally for many, many years. I'm not saying that America is God's chosen, but we were a, a bastion of hope. We were... We were, we were grafted a, into we're, that. We were grafted yeah. in. We were a symbol of freedom. And coincidentally, as you just stated, we've been deceived because of well, you know, it's even signs and wonders. Even as you're saying that, literally the thought just came to me talks about signs and wonders my thought is normally like oh look someone's limb was just regrown something of that but literally a sign and a wonder could be the fact that if you look at my cell phone that i'm holding in my hand right now there is more technology in this thing than that was on and that launched the apollo spacecraft crazy in a matter of 50 years make me coffee which is, you know, really mm. all I wanted to do. What's funny is that we keep looking for the wrong things. And, like, that even happened, like, I've, cause I've watched The Chosen, think of it as you will. I don't have and, a problem with it like some people I, do. Only some people. I just haven't got, I just haven't gotten we'll into it. Because I don't, I just don't sit and watch TV. right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but, no, I mean. Even, God's punishment. Even, like, God's <laughs> disciples were looking for this fat track. They were looking for the guy to come in on a white horse and just destroy our enemies. They weren't looking for what, I mean, God has the ultimate sense of freedom. Right. God's always thinking next level, here and now, and what's yeah. the immediate, you know, you know what what you know they we want this we want the tangible we the want temporal the temporal yeah. well that was judas's downfall because my understanding was he was the most politically involved of all those guys yeah. and he i believe felt a tremendous sense of being let down by not overthrowing the roman government through christ yeah. at that time yeah. to not upseating the the pharisee the hierarchical hebraic law at that time and that's where it comes to the idea of acuity because he would say all the time like how long do i got to suffer with you guys like, how long do I have to you just put it? Yeah. Right. And the reality of it is that he is that savior on a white horse. Yeah. It's just a matter of timing, which every grain that passes through the, the hourglass, I think we are ever approaching that. But the idea of, well, I'm looking at this and it's not like I think it is. So that's wrong. You know, it's like, and I say a lot, you know, I don't hold the whole horizon in my view, which is right. why I need John in my life because he looks at things completely differently. And, and like Matt, obviously this is, I'm actually kind of blown away about how good this is to me so far. But Matt, please continue you're here, you're their guest, and I want to continue to dive into this. And really, this is, I mean, part of it to me is is since that that period in time, it's almost like it's in, incremental deception. You know, they the, the narrative has been shaped over decades. We've had, you know, the sci-fi movies and pop you culture, know, cattle mutilations. Or even, uh, we were talking about Fire in the Sky. Yes. Before, Travis which that, that movie literally scared the absolute shit out of me yeah. when I was a kid. Well, I think uh, of, like, V. V's good. I mean, those are the ones that freak me out because it's absolute deception. You're looking at what you think is Billy and Bob, and it's really, you it's know, like once you open that water. Door. Yeah. yeah, Pandora's yeah. box. And we opened Pandora's box. It was open during World War II, and yeah. it's the decade by decade deception, and it becomes part of our culture. And then, if it really is a Luciferian plot, yeah. and via Project Blue Bean, they're going to deceive the masses, the masses will willingly yeah. accept all of it. 
And when they yeah. do, if you accept all of it based upon those years of deception, you're gone. You're done. Right. Well, and, and that's all, where it ties that's in. That's where discernment is, is so important. Right. I talked about like V and stuff, and that's where, because of, like, with spiritualism and, and with when it comes to like ghosts and hauntings and things like that, obviously with familiar spirits, there's a whole nother rabbit hole you can go down. I lump all that stuff into exactly what it, Matt's it, talking it, it, about. Exactly. It is interdimensional beings. Yeah. It is. It's tap, it, tapping into. It's demonic. It is yeah. demons. It is spirits. However, you will want to word it it's the same thing with eve you're tapping into things Original that you don't scene. understand you're yeah. playing with fire that you don't understand i mean there's times where that stuff presents itself and we obviously we deal with it but it's like playing with ouija boards doing all these things yeah. that we're not really supposed to dive into because god's like don't put your hand on that fire you're, you're gonna get burned right and which is why like people are like shocked when i tell them i won't watch harry potter because of my spiritual past like anything involving occultism yeah. possession witchcraft wicca like all that stuff I stray from a lot of the that. Yeah, I absolutely refuse to entertain my, any of that stuff because it goes off. And when we both we've talked about it, we've yeah. had experiences in that super. And we're very world. much in, in step with this regard. Yes, you know? very much so. Um, there's a reason why we are to. I don't even know how the Bible words it to remain innocent of, of those things. Why is a serpent uh, gentle um, as a dove? But like, I understand that world, and I'm, I know that I feel like I'm sensitive to that world. But I also I respect God's leading and how I, I handle that. I, right. I understand it because there's, there's an idea of like power coming from me and power coming from God. And when you respect the fact that God is the ultimate power and God has control, yeah, we have nothing. We have no power. Then, we got nothing. And we have and we have nothing. Right. So like, when those things come upon me, if the supernatural was to come upon me and I'm not looking for it in an inappropriate way, that's right. fine. Through God's might, I'm an overcome. But he warns us to not go pursuing that. Don't poke a hornet's nest. Yeah. And I'm staring at the, the face of Spider-Man now, and I'm thinking of that quote. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. In relation to this, with great knowledge becomes great responsibility, because if you're aware of the occult, you're aware of those all things in your heart of hearts, in your being, you know what it is, and you've been involved with it, and then you tend to stray away and get reinvolved in it. Now you know what you're doing is wrong, yet you continue to do it, and well, then you're putting yourself up to be damned. There's a scripture where it's talking about demonic possession, things like that. Once you clean your house, if you invite it back, you're going to have seven times. Seven more. Yeah. 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 But I think you're right. And the thing, hear me out, the thing for me is we talk about developing spiritual acuity. We talk about like, this subject matter, which to most Christians, I think would be super taboo. Yeah. The modern church. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I think even in that regard, Matt, and I want to hear your thoughts. I think even in that regard, that is deception because my relationship with Christ, I've never once felt like there isn't anything if my heart is perplexed over that I can't bring to him in an honest manner to have a, a just a discussion. And I tell people, like, if you read the gospel, if you understand Christ's pattern as as he was a human, he loved sinners, quote unquote. And when people in that guild, if you will, approach him with a genuine question, he takes the time to answer and minister to that. Whereas the Pharisee, the Sadducees, the scribes, the zealots, he was like, I got nothing for you. You should know better, right? You know, Johnny was talking about developing your acuity, your discernment. This is where I have so many problems, I would say, with the leadership of the Church of America, because where are the men and women standing up trying to teach people to develop that? Because as you even just read in that quote in Matthew, if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. Yeah. And that idea of what you're talking about, Matt, is developing that front-line defense, you know, the, the spidey tense. Maybe it's something I ate, but my spider sense just went off like a $10 alarm. Hmm.
Yeah. Exactly. I, I, was, I, was joking, I always call it the Highlander, the, the quickening feeling. If you're familiar with the TV show, The Highlander. There can be only one. Whenever something that's unnatural is then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're yeah. stepping to it. And I, there, to me, but, that happens that more happens, and more yeah, and more. Exactly. Yeah. Like you walk into a room sometimes and you just, okay, there's something about. I remember looking for houses. Yeah. And I walked into a house. Literally, I took two steps in. I'm like, nope, there's something already living in here. Like the realtor, she's like, no, this has been vacant for a couple months. Like, trust me, there's something living in here. I'm not bunking with it. Now, folks, that's a deep dive there. And that's fine. Maybe Matt will come back and we can explore that in another episode. But please, he's we like, keep it. Like, I've never come back to see, hang out with you. Well, and I'm sorry. We, we keep interrupting because I, I was, I'm so pleasantly surprised by this discussion so far. So no, please continue. Your, your interruptions are welcome because what both of you, the things you're saying, it has brought new new light into me and understanding this. Like what you just mentioned, you know, the modern day church, their responsibilities yes. with, with all of this. I mean, the country is shrouded in darkness. There's many spiritually blind people, and I'm not going to denigrate the church at all. All. We're using that when we say the church, we have all these Christian denominations. But I think in general, you know, the church doesn't have a rescue mission for folks that have been involved in this type of thing and they need pulled hmm. out of it willingly. You know, it's like, hey, you, you can't help a, an alcoholic, you know, until they admit that they have a problem. Yeah. But, uh, you know, somebody that's been involved in this and then they've gotten so deep, but they've got to a point where through their own will realized what they've gotten involved in yeah. and what they believed is wrong and they want to get pulled out, out of it. it. You have to engage these subjects. The church has to to talk about how this stuff deceives, how it can pull you in. And once you get pulled in too far, you're going to just accept this as fact because you're just in too far. And I think if this was discussed in churches, more of like just the deceptive nature about it, I think it'd be important. Well, there, there's a lot, like my wife and I didn't have a conversation, even things like with mental illness and things, there's just things that the, mm -hmm. the church traditionally, I will say, has, they like, dub it as yeah. like the taboo. And really, it, it, there are things that need to be talked about. Right. There, there are things that, we deal with more and more. I mean, as, as, well, and, and, and we're being game. funneled into this time in history, these things and, that you're bringing up are, are going to be more and more prevalent. Because we talk in biblically, we understand revelations. There's going to be a great number of people who are deceived. They're going to be like, we even said this at breakfast yesterday, more people are going to fall into the, the trap than won't. But how did we get there? Well, we get there because we're not looking at the warning signs. We're not paying attention. We're not seeing things with spiritual eyes and acuity and discernment. And more and more and more, we're just being doped down like medically spiritually right. tying together we're, there's a great dopening factor that's going into people i see you got a point i'm gonna let you yeah i was gonna say and we have a great you know a spiritual leader now who who's uh got millions of followers out there in the vatican you know the holy father and i know <laughs> what i've read and, and, and the vatican's got a plan for when extraterrestrials show up and and i don't think it's uh, a plan of really identifying what they are i think it's an integration plan which i'm troubled by as you should and i would say as you were just talking matt if we're walking in a book store. There's a corner where you're going to find stuff like UFOs, aliens, yeah. witchcraft, yeah. Wicca, the demonic possession, exorcism, yeah. uh, transference of spirits, astral projection, self-mutilation, the idea of literal engaging in sexual acts with these entities. These taboo subjects, which are, and you and I know people Oh yeah, that, and it's a thing. Like yeah. literally, it's a thing. There's these taboo subjects that they're all festering together. Like to me, there's this interwoven Agenda. tapestry, if you will. And people are afraid, especially Christians, like you said, or the church, quote unquote, that are afraid to touch it. Because, and this is my take on it. Like I don't fear those things. No. 
Because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And my experiences lead me to believe I have no power and I suck, basically. But it's Christ in and through me and me just being a conduit as we all who accept his brand, if we accept his sacrifice, are able to flow in. And this is one of my things where last year when all the churches shut down, they shook hands with this occultic Revelation 13 Luciferian spirit that they just capitulated with. It's this idea that Christ's blood can't wash you from anything. And to me, that nullifies the gospel. And you may have a different take, and that's fine. But I personally am under the persuasion that the sacrificial act of Christ on the cross, when he says it is finished, that there is no seedy act, there is no back corner deal, there is no exchange that Christ's blood does not revoke those spiritually legal ties. Well, yeah, Jesus' blood hasn't failed me yet. Jesus' blood never failed me yet. It was a song that I'm playing in my head, but yeah, it's a fact. No, absolutely. Um, I don't think we disagree on that at all. I'm so glad you brought this up because I think this is exactly the kind of topic I feel like we need to start to engage in with people, at least to start a conversation. Bigger picture thinking. Yes. Like like we three to four moves down on symptoms. Even flawed cast, we're flawed people. Sometimes we focus upon the symptoms way too much. We don't look at the roots. I I call it clearing the mechanism. Even with the door to door vaccine stuff that's that is happening. And then people are like, No, that can't happen happening folks to me it's all interwoven it's a laying a foundation for something and where, where's the source increment by increment and by to step. me it goes back to that joseph mengala the yeah. ss operation paperclip because yeah. that is the beta test for everything we're seeing because not only did they dive in occultic false spiritual principles but they also delved into medical tyranny gene manipulation cloning you know and even congress a couple weeks ago there was a bill passed about human animal cloning they did not vote down you may not believe me but i'm telling you it's a thing and we're at this point i'd love to hear your thoughts on this man christ said as it was in the days of noah so it will be at the returning of the son of man and if you read genesis 6 yeah. right before the flood it talks about the nephilim it talks about these fallen entities that came to earth power of babel is no different i mean it's to shell that out these fallen entities saw that the daughters of men were appealing yeah. and they and mated probably, with them or raped them basically there are fragments of bones in the smithsonian they that, they, giants. yeah absolutely yeah, no, yeah, yeah, and this is where like I feel like the church won't talk about because it's it's in that category of the taboo. It's in that right. category of the we but, don't. We but don't it's a warning that it, Christ so. Himself gave us, and what that was was pre-scientific genetic manipulation. Yeah, I, I I don't know it all, but I would assume it all dives right in with like what we're talking about. With, oh, absolutely, with, with the Germans and, and well, and that's why I want to hear what Matt has to say about I, that. It all yeah. flows from the same vein. It all goes oh, back to the same heartbeat. It's yeah, full circle. Yeah, yeah. It really is. The you know the future is the past, and the past is the future. Yeah. There's nothing known that that hasn't been known. Well, that's what it says in Ecclesiastes. There's nothing new under the sun. It's the same maneuver. It's the same chess maneuver from the enemy. But unfortunately, it tends to work. (laughs) You know, we we, we fall prey to... We're extremely blessed. We're lucky to have had Christ... To, to know, save us that crucifixion and what he did i mean i i've gone to church since i was a child you know I, i've gotten away from the church growing up a little bit but i've never not believed and i've been led astray but uh you know as each day now goes forward i am i i don't there's probably an hour doesn't go by i just think about what his sacrifice has represented and what mm. it truly means like with all the deception around us all of these things now and then and i can see having looked at all these topics and subjects how it's incrementally rolled out where there there will be people that will freely accept it and they're going to be in, in, under internal damnation because yeah. they don't have the knowledge. But, well, that's that whole mark of the yeah. beast system. Yeah. Right. Right. They'll willingly take the mark. When you look at what he did and the sacrifice that he made, it, it really is beautiful because mankind continually has tried to destroy it. We've just tried to destroy ourselves. There's the Tower of Babel and he's like, 
we're going to knock that down. Mm-hmm. You know, it possesses on. We're going to flood the earth and we're going to start all over again. I'm trying to save you from yourselves. Ultimately, God's like, the only way that I can truly save you is by giving you mercy beyond your curse that you keep laying. I'm going to mm-hmm. sacrifice myself to give you access to forgiveness. It's a beautiful story, but it's also very telling how repetitively gullible mankind is right. and how forgiving and, and long-suffering God Oh, absolutely. Is. And when that's the thing, like when people try to approach me about aliens, it's like my two things are A, just look at Independence Day. Are you telling me the U.S. and every other government in the world is going to stop beings from millions of miles away from appearing? If such a thing exists, okay, hypothetically, you're telling me that there is a governmental system in the world, not even the Chinese can do this, stop those entities, stop those ships, stop those whatever you want to say from appearing. And now with the power of the phone we have, literally if something like that were to happen, we would know it instantly. You know, strange ship and little blue men appear. The other thing is, is that for me, as God made man in his likeness, and then Christ says it is finished— that says to me, and this is something like I've always felt like God speak in my heart in that regard, is that it is finished on the earth for his creation. I don't believe there's another creation simply based on that fact. Now, you can call that naive thinking. You can call that narrow-mindedness. I've actually really looked into and, and prayed about this, and that's just my conclusion. But, you know, I could be wrong. It happens. You said, Naya, not being able to stop it, and it goes back to, your, you know, you've said it a couple times, the interdimensional nature of this subject. And, you know, folks say that you read into this books that have experiencers, they call themselves, that have had contact with aliens, say, you know, the aliens can't reveal themselves yet. Humanity's not ready. They want to remain hidden. And I think part of the Perception behind that is they can't appear yet because the technology is not 100% ready for them to roll out. They're coming from another realm. They're coming from somewhere else. They have the type one gray entity, which is really just a doll, a doll body, like doll, D-O-L-L, not D-U-L-L, right. a doll body where they have, that entity has found ways to get inside that doll body in order to appear in our three-dimensional reality on Earth, but it's not 100% yet. It malfunctions, it doesn't work right, but once they get the technology to where they can be inside that body and interact in our three-dimensional world, that's when they're going to reveal themselves because everything works. From a spiritual transfer? See, I, see I, how I would word that is possession. Possession, yeah. Like I, That's how I would word that because yeah. I don't think it's a matter of technology. I think it's a matter of, A, like Christ said, my time has not yet come, but I believe believe as the mainstream media and the government are starting to push these narratives where there's more and more of these, going back to the Operation Bluebeam, that narrative. But I also think you talk about guys like Jack Parsons, Aleister Crowley. It's not a surprise, especially in conjunction with Hitler and the SS, that this technology has been given, but it's been given at a price. And it's been given at a price of the shedding of blood, of innocence, of that sacrificial. And, you know, people, they sneer and they chuckle about like Epstein Island, about the child sex trafficking, about harvesting adrenochrome, about people in seats of power having blood transfusions with young children. Children because it's all about the blood. Christ's blood sacrifice is what gives us redemption and heals us. But in the other term, when you talk about like the Aztecs and the Babylonians and the Egyptians, it was also a blood sacrifice that allowed those civilizations to thrive as they did. But that's a temporal thing. That's not an eternal thing like Christ's blood. And it's that whole Promethean fire promise that it boils down to. Do you have anything else you want to? Well, I'm blown away by what you just said. 
Oh, what did I just say? <laughs> you said a lot. No, yeah, you said a lot. It, it, like I said, there's just so many directions this can go. I mean, you know, circling back, trying trying to summarize what we talked about today. I'm not an expert on all of these things, but I think just by talking, by uttering words, putting this out there, is I'm going to find different ways, you know, to think about this. It's going to help me grow. You're going to give me different ideas to understand the topic as a whole. And I, and I think that's what we have to do to sort of understand where we're at. You know, it's not that I'm interested in aliens and UFOs. It's I'm interested in my own salvation. I'm interested in spirituality. I'm interested in, in, in not being deceived, not being deceived. And, and I would even say the fact that you even right. decided to talk with us, helping others. Exactly. Helping now, others out of a situation they may not know that they're in. Well, that's the problem with deception. It's very deceiving. It is. And it's easy to get sucked in and not know. Mm -hmm. And I, I've had, this might be a time for another, another podcast down the road, but I've had experience in my life. And I think God showed me tremendous grace and patience where I, I he's let me go into things because I'm stubborn. I like to find out things on my own, learn on myself, knock my head against the wall, <laughs> get punched in the face and figure it out. And, uh, you know, I, I went deep in on something and, and, and I thought, you know what, God, God's protecting me. But I, I got so far to a point where, you know, I was somewhere and, and I said a prayer and the ice coldness that came in the room after I said a prayer let me know for sure what I was involved in was something I needed to leave immediately. And then uh, I never went back to it. Well, let's, uh, how about the next appearance? You know, Johnny and I, we we talked like there's episodes that we're we've been threatening to tell people about some of our supernatural experiences and in our like literally face to face encounters with evil, evil, yeah. yeah. And people hear that and they get freaked out, like, oh, that's a Hollywood thing. It it isn't. I assure you, it isn't. As true as I am sitting here, I assure you, it isn't. But I also assure you this: those things are on the increase, and those things are on the rise. And the way we combat those is arming ourselves with the redemptive act of Christ, but also with knowledge. Like I said in Hosea, my people perish for lack of knowledge. If you're walking with God, he's going to let you know when you're about to step over that line. It's almost like a dog with a shock collar in an invisible fence. He gives That's you that a, free will choice at that point. Well, yeah. He gives you the choice. Yeah, I believe he always... He puts that spidey tingle in... My spider senses are starting to tingle in your... Right. He, lets yeah. you, he gives you a chance to stop and think. It's a familiar feeling for a familiar spirit. Uh, bringing this to an end, I any closing thoughts? No, I mean, you guys were talking about... I was just kind of reading through Revelations or talking about like the seals being lifted and, and mm. the, the power. Like, why hasn't it happened yet? Because the Lord is still... You're talking about like hours this the sand glass and time going to the sand glass. It hasn't... That time has not been... I feel like the ultimate authority hasn't been handed over for the enemy to do like yeah. the dragon hasn't been released so to speak in a revelation sense it's like it's all building and they're building like in a, in a lord of the rings kind of way they're still building their army they're still plucking the demons from from the, the mud so to speak but you're until nice. the lord does the seal thing and until he allows it to happen at that point in time biblically it says have at it i now release you to, to do your do your bidding do your worst do your worst for do, i do shall do mine and, yeah. and that just, that's a very deep dive in, into revelations which i think would probably be that would need that, a series but yeah, like, there's so much to like the seals and and a the, the horses and the pale horse. The, the, yeah. the, I think that all ties in a lot and very accurately with what we're talking about and then power and why these things haven't manifested yet. Right. Um, Not to bring a tombstone, but when Johnny Ringo's yeah. talking, there's a verse. You I know, see death. Hey, Johnny. What I'm asking me, a sick horse is going to get us, huh? It's quoting the Bible. Revelations. Behold, a pale horse. The man who sat on him was death. And hell followed with him. 
Anyway, Matt, please give us some closing thoughts, brother. I was going to say, you know, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that church should probably talk more about that. I mean, that might have been a bit of a foolish statement. I think Flawedcast is the perfect venue to talk about topics like this. And, you know, as it relates to the church, none of us here are church authorities. Um, um, So the church has its reasons for protecting the flock, you know, keeping them away from these types of things. But all of us here as as, as flawed individuals, the Flawedcast is where we we can talk about these things and then bring those hungry folks back to the church. Hey, Bill, Mm -hmm. you you said some are called to be sheepdogs, some are called to be... Uh, well, it's the yeah, trope it, of the sheepdog. Yeah. There are three types of people in this world. Sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Now, some people prefer to believe that evil doesn't exist in the world. And that if it ever darkened their doorstep, they wouldn't know how to protect themselves. Those are the sheep. And then you got predators. They use violence to prey on the weak. They're the wolves. And then there are those who been blessed with the gift of aggression and the overpowering need to protect the flock. These men are the rare breed live to confront the wolf. They are the sheepdog. Aggression it's a blessing towards, and responsibility. Yes, in a toward, Spider-Man sense. Yeah. One of our avid listeners texted me last night listening to our episode, and you know, they're like, wow, you know, all this pedophile stuff, this door door, this is like a thing. And I said, This is a thing, and I'll say this. And I know as I say this, I'm gonna be held to this, so that's fine. I do desire this in my life. I will stand in direct opposition to this tyranny, no matter what it costs. Because what I realize is capitulation with it is damnation, like you had spoken earlier. And that's the stakes that we we're talking about. Now I was gonna say each one of us alive today is going to have to make that choice. I think that we're in that time period now yeah. where those alive today will have to make a choice. Well, even you were talking like becoming reacquainted with faith and kind of like where you're at and like God showing you stuff. It's like you can't go through the news cycle today, any day, that revelatory eschatological promises from the Old Testament to Christ's teachings to John the Revelator's visions on Patmos are literally being played out in front of us. And, you know, to those who have an ear kind of a thing, you know, and I appreciate what you just said about the church, but I would say pastors are called to be sheepdogs. That is their job description. Leaders of the church. To guard over the flock. It's your responsibility. This might not be Sunday morning fodder, but this is something certainly that needs to be at least illuminated and hit on and say, hey, there's evil. We can't shy away. Because when we do, it goes back to the Winston Churchill quote, all evil needs to succeed is for good men and women, or whatever your pronoun is, to do nothing. And that's where we're at, sadly. And that's where a lot of my angst and my disappointment with the Church of America, for sure, comes into play. That being said, I'm absolutely blown away by the topic. I am so thankful that you came this morning. I, I think, you know, as we talked yesterday, you're like, you know, God's really stirring in me and, and that's why you reached out. And I'm, I think this is absolutely appropriate. And the conversation John and I had, I think God, I'm thankful that he's orchestrating things as obscure and out as left field as it may appear. I absolutely feel like this was exactly what he willed for this topic for this today. If I have closing thoughts, it'll just be, we all have responsibilities. We're all in an army and we all have specific tasks. And I talked to you yesterday about what God gifted me with was always to be the one who reminds us of the, the, of what the end game is and ultimately it's winning. And there has to be that level of annoying positivity, I, I guess, to, to our no. podcast. And last week it got away from me because last week we just were a certain way when we left here. But in the end, folks, we do win. It's important to remember why we fight. Mm-hmm. Don't grow weary and well-doing for in due season we will reap and we faint not. I leave you with that. Word. All right. Well, we do want to thank Matt for coming and you have an open invite. Anytime you want, 
And if you bring coffee or donuts, then we'll just get rid of Norm altogether. We're teasing Norm. Thank you, gentlemen. No, it's awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed being here. The energy, but you know, in this room is just great right now. Yeah. Well, and this is where the misnomer and you know, the scriptures say where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst, right? And it's this conceptualization that church is only on Sunday morning and only wearing your Sunday best and only under a certain kind of pretext. I don't believe God has a limitation on that kind of a thing. I literally feel like my spirit it's been lifted. God's going to speak to the hearts of men and women what he wants to be heard through whatever. And I think that's the power of a tool like this, if you will. So we do want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe, share this episode. I, I'm once again, I'm beyond thankful that you, Matt, brought this and, and, and we're talking about this. I'm beyond grateful. Thank you. Uh, but share this because if you're listening still, obviously this is knowledge. This is information that needs to be shared. So subscribe, leave a five-star recommendation. We're on anywhere you can listen to podcasts, podcast, podcast, DLE. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're on Rumble, uh, YouTube, Flooding, Flooding.com. My book's Miss Heart of Man Repair Manual. Link below. Get that because it helps my dog eat. You can follow us on the Project Mockingbird social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are on Parlor, Gab, and MeWe. But that being said, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thanks to Matt one more time. Big rousing round of applause. Yes, thank you, Matt. This is... You are too kind. Too kind. Well... But, uh, all right, everybody, be good. We out. Can you hear me, William? Can you hear me talking? Can you hear me talking? Because this is the first time you and Johnny are meeting, right? Yes. yes. Okay. But I figured we have donuts and coffee. Well, I mean, that's the building. It's the building block. Bridge of any. Yeah. 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 Oh, you got donuts? Yeah. Well, I got coffee. All right. I I I will I will just say that I hate uh uh is that a bacon? Mm-hmm. I need well, to I need to process my feelings right I, now. I, I here's here's and this can go on the blooper reel. Surprisingly, there's no Jason in, in studio. Do you know who else is missing? Norm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's going on between the two of them? We've long foreseen the, uh, the, the bromance, secret, the secret, secret lovers. So golf, maybe. No, watch Brookie. Yeah, it could, could be. Or maybe they just decided they needed some alone time. I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be John or Bill around. Coincidence? I think not. Between that and him singing, if you want my body, it's at the wedding. It's if you want my body, and you think I'm stacked, come on, let me know. Paper down, we've got the paper down. Feels like I really like whiskey, and I really like the John Mayer album. If I'm drinking whiskey and listening to the John Mayer, that's just a good night. And that's going to happen soon. I can tell. A couple episodes back, Jason wasn't, he was like on vacation or something. So we didn't have coffee. And I made Michigan cherry. And you you think I asked for their firstborn. Like, oh, you drink this crap. I'm like, I don't, I don't recall okay. saying that. Oh, it was, it was Norm. Norm. It yeah, was Norm. Said, yeah. it, was, it was Princess. It wasn't, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was Princess. We, we, we love the guy. Because he actually said something. It actually brought a tear to my eye. And it made me really, like, you would even appreciate it. I like the way he says it. Like, you. You. you would even appreciate this. <laughs> Somebody like you.
Somebody like you. The worthless mud that you flick off All your boot. Right, coming you, from Jesus, Joseph and Mary. What did I say last night? Like, you're not a martyr, John. We didn't, we didn't do our rap outtake. We don't usually, we, I break into a, a, some mad beats and Jason drops his little silly rhymes. Yeah, I, I can't do that. I'm not that guy. Well, we haven't even seen if he's that guy. We don't know. Do you know how to rap? Do you know how to rap? I can rap now. I'm not going to say I can rap well. Yeah, to clarify, none of us are good at it. It's yeah, just, no, it's that's the whole thing we like to do. Well, have you ever <laughs> have you ever heard Jason? <laughs> no, it's true. All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. Yo, my name is Humpty, and oh, how I love the Humpty. Pre-memorized things. We out. We out. All right, good. Let's do it. All right. All right, we are good. Grip and rip it, Johnson. In my best, Jason. No, let's do the best, Johnny. I'll be a volunteer janitor at the FEMA camp. I'll be your huckleberry. Yeah, they'll give you extra extra little dusting of crumbs on your yeah. on your rat food. Yeah. He looks like we got a rat. He's a good pro. Yeah. He's a pro. He wrote the bill. I wrote the bill. I wrote it. I gave him the crumbs. Anyway, I probe norms. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the prober of the norm. I'm Norm. I was probed. Nice. All right. <laughs> and I like it. Well, I can edit anything. That's true. That's true. He's got the power. I have the power. I have the power. I have the power. I got a keyboard. I, 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 dec- I decide what goes on the episode. A lot of this is like a personal story. But I don't want to tell my personal story like all at once because I'm not that important. So I think this serves. Well, I'm sitting with two martyrs here. I mean. <laughs> but my thought would be on a logical level. Jesus. To take your pills. Take my pills.